Welcome to episode 255 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports and Crest Media, and joining me, the VP of Marketing Strategy for the Atlanta Hawks, Meg Ryan. Meg, awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Today's topic, fail fast and be bold. And one of the reasons why I enjoy talking to you, Meg, is you get it. You're forward thinking, fan first, and you understand the digital landscape and what it takes to engage fans. And this starts with the foundation that the Hawks team president set of failing fast and being bold. Can you share more about this mindset and how it's part of your everyday life? Absolutely. We are challenged on a daily basis to think more broadly. And Atlanta, for for those of you who have not had a chance to experience it, it's a very different sports city um, than your traditional uh, Boston's and New York's and, um, and the other cities. But for us in particular, we have to think about ourselves as more than just a basketball team. And when we do that, we have to think outside the box. And Steve Coonan, who is our president, always comes to me and says, um, What's the next big idea? What are you going to do? How are we going to think about this differently? And we look at our fans, and our fans are very, very diverse. And we have to constantly look at them. And I will tell you, we make mistakes on a daily basis. But what's interesting is every now and then, we stumble across an idea. Um, A couple years ago, we did a Tinder night. And there was a lot of discussion around, why would you do a, a game? And why would you host a promotion around you know, a dating app and what will that, what does that mean? And we, you know, to be quite honest, the idea came up and we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, I don't know what it means, but we're going to figure it out because we think there's something there. And sure enough, we did it and it turned into one of our largest news stories. So for us, whether it's an actual promotion or if it's even content, I mean, we, we put a lot of content out there that is very different than other basketball teams or other sports teams. And we try to, um, to embrace the voice of our fans. And our our social voice has a very, very different tone than most other teams. And we purposely ride that line of being a little snarky and um, sometimes not quite self-deprecating, but we definitely push the lines a little bit. And our team is always like, well, if you're not pushing the line and you're not getting in trouble, then you're probably not doing it right. How do you know the difference between what we'll call the vocal minority and the silent majority? So when you're being bold and failing fast, you don't want necessarily the loudest chatter to necessarily be the one that dictates your decision on things. So when you guys are evaluating, even with the Tinder night there, where there are people who may be skeptical, uh, how do you evaluate? Is it the right people? Are you guys looking just internally or is this a holistic thing where you're taking into account what people are saying on social about it with your expectations and the goals that you guys set for each event or thing that you're going to be doing? And I can tell you, we're looking very broadly. I mean, we look at our fan base and how it's shifting, and we look at Atlanta. I mean, we know who our fans are, but more broadly, we know who our potential fans are, and we know what's interest, um, what interests them. And we have a number of personas that we look at internally because we know our fans are not linear. They don't just exist inside the building. So we we have extensive research to really understand and drill down and say, Who's Rob? What does Rob do? Where does he live? What kind of job does he have? When he's on the phone watching the game, 
what type of um, what type of game or games is he playing on his phone? What else is he watching in a second screen? So from my standpoint, I'm looking at fans holistically in their full network and not just focusing on their experience when they're inside the arena. So someone listening to this says, wow, this is absolutely fantastic. Meg, how can I be more bold or fail fast? What if you're not the top of an organization, but, but you believe in the ethos of this where you're like, you know what? Better things are going to happen when we continually uh, push, push down walls and try and make things happen that people haven't seen before. What can someone do? Well, I think it's, it's the less um, interest or less sexy version of uh, marketing that nobody likes to talk about. And it's really about data. I, I found a lot of success within the organization and our marketing team more broadly has by focusing on the data we have in front of us. And um, when I look at all of the different um, pieces of content that we've put out there and really as we're building our plans and strategies, I have very specific goals that I'm looking at every single piece of content driving and I know exactly the persona and the type of person that that content was built for and by showing that methodology and really highlighting the different opportunities in every single channel every piece of content every activation every promotion I know exactly what I'm trying to get out of it so if it doesn't if I don't have the expected result uh, then I'm able to go back to my management and say here's why or you know what maybe this wasn't the right thing but we have the best of intentions. And it is really important to note that not everything we do is tied back to a revenue number. Because for me, building our brand and fan engagement is very, very important. And so there are a lot of things that we do that fall outside of the realm of being sponsored content or driving revenue or driving tickets. It's really just building brand affinity. And sometimes those numbers and those engagement numbers are all I'm after. And we have a number of promotions that we've done that are specifically going after a particular type of persona or a group of personas um, that are really focused on engaging with fans outside of just the sport of basketball and just um, and just promoting ticket sales. And a, a prime example of that was Tinder Night. And another one is really our concert series that we do. You know, ultimately, we would love to drive ticket sales by bringing an artist in to perform either pregame halftime or post game but at the end of the day we also want fans to talk about it and we want fans to feel like um, the Atlanta Hawks basketball game is the number one event in Atlanta and that doesn't always happen overnight and sometimes that's just part of a brand building exercise. So from what I'm hearing, you just can't be reckless with being bold and failing fast that you need to be strategic about how you're doing. Absolutely. And I, I will say that I, that would make up 95% of what we do here is uh, we are very strategic and we are very thoughtful, but at the same time, we're, we don't, we're not held back by the lack of data or the lack of methodology. If, if somebody has a good idea and we all sit down and say, you know what, let's try it. It's never been done before. Let's do it. That conversation definitely happens, but I think there's a delicate balance between being planned and being thoughtful, but then also going against the grain and saying, I need to jump on this because in the world of social media, things are changing on a rapid basis and we need to be at the forefront of that. And if something happens, we need to take advantage of that. And a prime example of that would be um, the Georgia Dome. 
um, which is right next to our arena, was recently demolished um, after Mercedes-Benz Stadium opened. And <clears throat> there was a MARTA bus that just pulled up and uh, and actually blocked one of the, the big shots from, I, I want to say it was the Weather Channel. And it was probably the funniest 15 minutes of, of social content that was out there. And we just sat there and we looked around the table and said, you know what, let's just take a chance on this and let's run it. And we ended up, unfortunately, losing that game. But we were able to take the MARTA bus on our um, on our score graphic that night and really just pull the, the MARTA bus in front of our score graphic so we didn't have to talk about what the score of the game was. And that was something that was really funny. It was topical. And we were thoughtful in the sense that we looked at what was going on in the social realm and took advantage of that. But we definitely did not sit back and say, what uh, what persona is does this match up against? What are our desired results? We just wanted to be relevant and topical, and we weren't afraid to take that um, that chance and that um, support that we definitely have from the top. And I think a lot of that goes into just our repeated success that we've seen in the space. Um, that our leadership and ownership um, definitely looks to us and says, "You you have good judgment most of the time." So take advantage of those scenarios. So what you're saying is there's various ways that you guys can be bold. The Marta bus being a creative bold where you say, we understand our voice. We're going to take some creative liberties and try and roll with something. Whereas in other instances you say, all right, well, we can be bold with our fan activation nights with a Tinder night, or we can be bold with having a concert series. So there's various ways. And if you're strategic and thoughtful about each of the different ways that you can execute in each area, then they can become successful. Absolutely. Well, wonderful. So now it's time to get to our takeaways. And for me, don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid of staying in the same place. You know what's on the other side of fear? Nothing. Fear can often get in the way of trying new things. Don't let it. Take action. Meg, what's your takeaway? Uh, you, you basically stole the words out of my mouth. I mean, you can't be afraid to fail and you can't let that fear of failure keep you from trying something new. And that's something we embrace here. And it is a bit of a mantra here in our um, on the marketing team here. So don't be afraid to fail because there's there's so much good that can come out of trying something new. And quick question for you. That's a very difficult thing, though, is the fear of failure. It's like, oh, well, this doesn't apply to me because Meg works for the Atlanta Hawks and everything's always puppy dogs and rainbows for them. So what can someone do? Do you have one piece of advice for how to get comfortable being uncomfortable? Because I actually try and really work on understanding my own fear and barriers that I set up for myself. I mean, I would say from our standpoint that more of a universal truth is that if you listen to your fans and, and really listen when they don't expect you to listen, so it's that passive understanding of who your fans are. Uh, know who they, who they follow um, on social. What other accounts are they following? What are they passionate about? Where are they shopping? What dating sites are they on? Um, what type of shoes do they buy? Um, where are they eating? Um, all of those different elements start to paint a, a, a really interesting mosaic of a person that if you understand where that is, you realize that sometimes taking a chance and going off um, the grid sometimes isn't as far off the grid as you would assume because brands 
used to be linear. They used to be a singular logo that was out there. But now brands need to be more holistic and think about themselves as a person. And if you start to think about yourself um, and your brand in a much different way and think about it in a fan-forward way, then the chances you're taking start to feel a little more calculated and purposeful. And it isn't as scary when you start to understand exactly what you're trying to get out of any given communication or, um, or promotion. I love it. Now time for the action item. If you're looking for some creative thinking and marketing thought leadership, then you should subscribe to my newsletter at robcressy.com. That's R-O-B-C-R-E-S-S-Y. Like this podcast, I dropped some wisdom to help you along on your journey. And I've got a second action item. Our boy Brian Cristiano dropped Growing Bold, episode 18 with Patrick Bet David. I highly, highly recommend you check it out on iTunes or Facebook. Check out Brian's stuff at Bold CEO. He is on a journey to build a $100 million agency. This is absolutely one of the best episodes of Growing Bold. So I highly recommend you check it out. And boom goes the dynamite.